Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. In this episode, I'm excited to be joined by the CEO and co-founder of Curator, my good friend, Jimmy Mackin. Jimmy, how are you? Hey, Ricardo. It's great to be on the podcast. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing uh, as well as anyone could be doing in an environment like this, but trying to stay productive, stay active, stay positive, all those things, while still fighting off massive depression as it comes in waves. But uh, yeah, man, just been, uh, been out there trying to focus on the future like everybody else. Yep, yep. It's been crazy to say the least, but got to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I'm excited to talk to you because you know we talked about it a little bit before, but you guys have built your business by working with some of the best top producing agents and teams around the country. And I always tell people, marketing always works. It's just a matter of when and if mm-hmm. you have the right systems in place. So it's mm-hmm. a big if, if you have the right systems in place. The thing that I find challenging and hopefully we can paint a picture as people listen to this episode. The thing that I find challenging is that people put technology and tools before strategy. Yeah. And I think that's a horrible place to start. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I guess what I wanted to talk about or a good, maybe a good starting point is everyone has a different definition of what good marketing is. And yeah. so I want to ask, what is good marketing to you? And how do you help your teams and agents beyond tools how do you help them with strategy to build a brand that's going to help them be successful in the modern day and then given our current climate? Loaded question, but I figured we'd no, start. You know, you're asking me what the meaning of life is, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll do my best to answer it. Listen, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I heard Steve Jobs once say this, which is marketing is about communicating your values, mm-hmm. what it is you believe. And because the world is so busy that people won't really remember what you say, but they'll certainly remember how you paint a broader picture on what you value as an organization, as a team, as a broker, as an individual agent. And, and what people want to do in, in, in the world of uh, marketing is you want to build an association. This is true for branding, but also m- marketing sort of the mechanism delivering your brand message. But you want to build an association with your product, with your service, with what you, it is you do. So I think marketing done right, which is what we're all about at Curator. It's what we mm-hmm. obsess about every single day. It includes some very practical components, but then it also includes some, some soft philosophical uh, belief systems. So let me unpack that for your audience. Mm-hmm. First, marketing done right, uh, marketing that has an impact is marketing that's consumer first. It obsesses over delivering a message to a consumer that adds value, that helps persuade them and, and educate them and, and inform them so they can make a better decision, mm-hmm. raise awareness that you exist, uh, help them solve a problem. It has to have that underlying element. Uh, but then in addition to that, then you have the, the mechanics of marketing, Ricardo, which are going to be things like copywriting and design, mm-hmm. just the entire experience. When someone 
clicks on this ad, where do they go? What is the mm-hmm. experience of that website? When they fill out the form, are they brought with a, hey, thanks, we'll be in touch soon? Or is there a well thought out you know, confirmation page? That and then moves there's- along a customer journey. Exactly. Yeah. Is the, the, the copy, the design, the ad, the click, the landing page, the, the confirmation page, the follow-up campaign, these are all components, right? These are the mechanics of marketing. You have to have these components. If you don't have them, you don't really have a marketing campaign. You have a post or mm-hmm. a, a story that you might share, but it's not a marketing campaign. That's, that's mm-hmm. a big difference there. But I think if your audience is trying to figure out how to really think about doing great marketing to help them stand out, I believe it comes down to figuring out at the core what it is you believe in, what it is you stand for, what is your opinion about the right way to do things and getting out there and trying to communicate that to your target audience. See, I think oftentimes people are so afraid to say what they believe in fear of marginalizing a certain small subset of potential customers (laughs) that they, in some way, just completely miss the opportunity to really connect at a deep level with people who are your people, your customers, right. the ones who want to hire you. So marketing done right for me, Ricardo, includes all those things. It includes a strong opinion, strong belief system, supported by just having the right mechanics in place to be able to deliver that message to the right people. Yep. We interviewed somebody at Kaminsky. He's a top producing agent in the LA area. He said, I'm going to tell you the secret of this business. Your job isn't to sell a house. It's to find a person and convince that person to want to work with you. And you do Mm -hmm. that by communicating your value. You know, you have to go deeper, but you know, you do that by communicating your value. So I think that's super spot on. One of the questions I ask clients when I'm talking about developing a marketing campaign with them, I said, uh, help me understand something. Why should someone hire you? And they go, well, we got great customer service. I say, that's, that's great. There's a hundred other agents who have great customer service. What else? Well, we market their property really aggressively. What do you do in marketing? Well, we post on Facebook. We send emails. I say, okay, cool. Everyone else does that. What else? Talk and like, about putting them in the hot seat. Well, it's because I want them to... Then I, When we go down that path, they start to realize that they start to sound just like every other agent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the problem is we can sit around a team meeting and be like, oh, this is a good idea. I like this. But you sound just like every other agent. And what's interesting to me is, and where I think we can move the narrative forward in our industry, Ricardo, is this idea that I believe as we move forward here, if you ask an agent, hey, what makes a great real estate agent? Someone who is at the elite level, exceptional level, someone who's delivering a world-class service that they are worth every single penny Mm -hmm. of their commission. Well, when you start to answer that question, now you start to understand what is the messaging required to get that out to the world. And that's what you have to get to when developing messaging around any marketing campaign is like to help define what those things are and then just get out there and communicate that. Right. Certainly and effectively. So let's talk about kind of our our current environment, which (laughs) for a lot of people, agents have, have had to sort of pivot and... I think you guys, it may be safe to say you guys have been you know, well positioned with the marketing and everything that you help your agents do. You're better prepared than most or more prepared than a lot of other agents. But what are some of the things that you've seen agents have to do? What has this current environment forced us to have to get better at? Yeah. And you know, what does the path look forward? You know, do we continue doing more, more of those things? And, and what does basically marketing look like for us going forward? Well, if you're asking me to predict the future... Uh... <laughs> 
I'm not going to step on that landmine because I've been wrong about everything. <laughs> the first thing, you know, as of the recording of this podcast, Airbnb uh, just yesterday laid off 1,900 employees. Mm-hmm. Now, the headlines that we see, Ricardo, Realtor.com cutting 100 employees, mm-hmm. right? Open door laying off 600 or so of their staff. You've got, I'm sure, Redfin uh, furloughed, I think, 25% of their employees. I can't remember yep. what the number was, right? I saw that article a few months ago. They're all starting to blend together now, yep. right? And what I'm learning as I'm, as I'm out there as a founder and a CEO trying to, to make sense of all this is I'm looking for what are other businesses doing from a strategy perspective to prepare mm. themselves to be able to survive this and also put themselves in a position to grow. And there's a company I want your audience to check out, uh, Pete Flint, founder of Trulia, right? who, yep. uh, who I believe to be just a, a fundamentally brilliant entrepreneur. And he has a fund, uh, he has an uh, uh, investment firm called NFX. That's NFX.com. And if you go to their site, you'll find they have incredible articles written about how to navigate this current climate. So what I'm going to do is regurgitate some of the lessons I've been learning yep. from people that I just fundamentally agree with. That's my baby in the background. This is work <laughs> So what I find is Pete has this really great... And he's got his partner, Gigi, who's uh, this Israeli, Israeli entrepreneur. They have this, this mindset, which is offense and defense. And I've been yep. a big advocate of this idea. So from a marketing perspective, what most of us have been doing over the last eight weeks is checking with our clients, following up, staying in touch, making sure that we're available to them. That is sort of more of a defensive marketing strategy. It's like yep. just you go from being a marketing company to a communications company, right? right? It's like you're just sort of handling crisis. Right. Then you've got to get back to playing offense because as it relates to the current market, you've got people who are on the sidelines. You're not going to be able to get them in the game. Doesn't make a difference what your email says. They have made their choice. We are going to wait, see how things play out. Now that might be voluntary or involuntary. They may have lost their job. They may have a job. Uh, They may just sort of, they may have a luxury way and they're going to sort of sit in the sidelines. But there are still people in the game right now. Mm-hmm. So your focus from a marketing messaging standpoint has got to be speaking to those individuals who are in the game. Yeah. And what he talks about and his firm talks a lot about is this idea of playing offense. You cannot cut cost your way into profitability. No. You've got to grow. You don't yeah. have the luxury right now. And I promise you, the vast majority of people who are watching this right now do not have six plus months of runway in their business. <laughs> they probably don't have six weeks of runway in their business. Right. Okay. Buckle up. You've got to move into the offensive mindset, which means you've got to communicate to people who are in the game right now, which also means you got to start talking about real estate. I was on a call with one of my, um, one of my clients in uh, Canada. She runs a really successful team, does great work. And they have, I asked everyone on the call, I said, Hey, listen, how many of you are actively working with buyers right now? Mm-hmm. We're looking to buy a home. All the hands go up. Okay. How many of you are telling that story about buyers that you're helping buy a home during COVID-19 to your audiences on social media? No one's hands go up. And so the opportunity there from an offensive strategy is, is not to convince people to buy, but to communicate that people who are buying right now, this is how you're helping them. Yep. And that story then can basically attracts people who are also thinking the same thing. Because the three questions that every consumer is asking themselves is this. Number one, can I buy or sell a house right now? That's right. the first fundamental question. Number two, should I buy or sell my house right now? Right. right. And the third question is, how do I buy or sell right. a house right now? So when I think about offense, because your question was really like, what's the strategy going forward? Yep. The strategy is offense. Like I'm not going to another damn financial meeting where we're going to talk about cutting. <laughs> like it is offense. 
Get out there and market and sell. You cannot cut cost your way into profitability. You've got to have a growth first mindset. And of course, you've got to be able to realistically be aware of how much money you have to spend. But to extend your runway, to build up your profitability, to, to be able to, to sustain the business, you got to have revenue coming in. And yep. real estate agents do not have a recurring revenue business. It's all transactional. It's all like, we got to get this money coming in now. Focus on the people who are in the game. That's got to be the mindset. Now, I will say one last thing on this, Ricardo. You got to make that, and this is what Pete Flint and his team said, which I think was really smart. You got to make that switch between offense and defense, like kind of daily. But you yep. got to be like, you get, like you might have, you might go into a financial meeting to say, we got, you know, listen, we look at the board, we lost 35% of our transactions next month. We're not going to make payroll. We're going to have to cut back on our expenses. You had to go from that meeting to a growth first and offensive <laughs> mindset, like, like that. Like that. It, yeah. It's very difficult, right? It's, very yep. difficult, but that's but if you just if you get into that rhythm, because I was in that rhythm for a little bit, cutting costs and all that, like everybody else. And like at a certain point, I'm like, hey guys, we can save thirty-five thousand dollars here, but this strategy will make us three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. I'm not spending time on this bullshit anymore. I'm moving <laughs> on to this, right? And like, and that's kind of the the thing. If you hang out on finance people too much, they start to convince you that the world is ending. And that's just not my mindset. <laughs> They growth. may be right, but I'll go down with the ship if that's the case. Growth, growth, baby, growth. That's it. So uh, let's pivot then to to some ways that you can, some tactics and strategies, I guess. So one of the things that we've been doing is uh, we've been doubling on some of our ad spends. We've been running, we've been running lead ads. We're doing awareness ads. We're doing retargeting ads. What are the, some of the strategies that go into into that for you guys that have been successful and Right now with me, it's I'm always helping my agents build a pipeline of future business. How do you guys think about that and approach that? Yeah, so a couple things. So the first thing is, let's talk about two scenarios. If you have a listing and if you don't have a listing. Okay? Yeah, perfect. So let's take the first one, you don't have a listing. Uh, my guy, Jordan Rossman, shout out to Jordan Rossman up in Aurelio, Ontario. Great entrepreneur and uh, just an overall genuinely awesome dude. He had this really smart strategy where he created 10 homes that were that you can see like in person safely because there were new construction. So he put oh, wow. basically put together an article, you know, 10 new constructions homes that right. you can safely tour, right? And that article that we promoted and, and that he created ended up getting like around 900 to 1,000 people to visit his website to check out those properties. That's Spending beautiful. on his website, right? So like you got to, if you are in the space of, um, you don't have listings. You got to be a content creator. But yep. use listings. Use listings. Use <laughs> listings. Like, don't create five ways you can find toilet paper in this area. Like, that's, that <laughs> has sailed. Like that ship has sailed, Ricardo. Like, yeah. focus on listings. Because what you want to get is you want to get high quality buyers coming into your funnel that are looking to make a move. Focusing on people who are in the game right and now. That right there was super highly relevant. Yeah. And, and so that, that way, like if you're actively looking for homes right now, yep. you can do that. Now, I will say from a copy perspective, this is where marketing really can make a big difference is qualify through copy. So something like if you're looking to buy a house in the next three months, we put together a list of 10 homes that you can safely tour in Aurelio, check them out here. Now yep. I'm using that transitional opening sentence there of like, if you're looking to buy within three months, now if you send out an email with that information, now you know that those individuals who are opening that email and clicking, there's intent. That's your call list for your sales reps, right? right? If you post that ad on Facebook and you drive people to your website, whether you put it behind the landing page or not, 
you know those individuals have a high degree of intent. A higher intent filter, yeah. Exactly. So because you're looking for people who aren't looking to buy 12 months from now, you're looking for people who are in the game today. It just you yep. have to change your mindset for like in the game today, looking to buy, you need revenue. Yep. So that's one tactic. You, creatively using listings and homes in the area to attract higher quality buyers. Now I will yep. say we find when we do our research that anywhere between 10 to 12, 10 to 15% of buyer leads coming in through curator also have to sell a property. So yep. everyone on today's call, like curators built this brand on helping listing agents get more listings. Yep. That's what we're all about. Buyers leads oftentimes masquerade as buyer leads, but they're actually sellers. Yep. So one of the things you can do when you're following up with buyer leads and one of the tactics you should use is, do you need to sell before you buy? Yep. You should figure out ways to incorporate that into whether it's your action plan or your smart plan that gets a drip campaign. Yep. or it's in the form that you request information, or it's in the PS line of the email, you want to get people to say, hey, let me raise my hand and say, I'm actually, I need to sell before I buy. Yep. So that's one tactic. Now, one other very specific tactic for your audience getting into a granular level here, this is an email that we sent out that was wicked effective for us. I mean, it just, it just killed it. It's subject line was, have your plans changed. That was, a, that was the headline of the uh, subject line of the email. And the contents of the email were, are you still planning on buying this spring? We said that a, few, a, month, a month ago. Or have your plans changed? Yep. That's it. Like We're not adding any more. Like Here's six more articles to check out. We just wanna, <laughs> this is what we refer to as a conversation starter. And my partner in crime, Chris Smith, talked about this a lot in the conversion code, the importance of brevity. And this is exactly what we're trying to do here. It's like, punch them in the face with a nine-word email, get them to raise their hand. And all of yep. a sudden... You get a ton of people saying, actually, yeah, my plans have changed. I'm going to wait till the summertime. Cool. Get them on the board. Start nurturing that relationship. Start adding value. You know what their time frame is. You can be of service to them now. So that's an example of an email campaign. They can separate people who are going yep. to be long-term nurture versus uh, short-term. So using listings, number one, highlighting specific areas, qualifying through copy, and then asking questions so you can better separate the most interested people from the people who are, let's say, a little less likely to buy right now, but you still want to build the business for the summer and the fall. Yep. That's if you don't have listings. Okay. Let's transition into if you have listings. Yep. You talk about Facebook lead ads. So, you know, you and I both are on the same page there, Ricardo. I'm super bullish on lead ads. We've been doing a lot of experimentation. In the last year, we've generated a little over 3 million uh, leads on Facebook uh, for awesome. our you know, we've been in the, you know this from my history, Ricardo. I've been Mr. Facebook. Chris used to call me Young Zuck, even though I'm slightly older. <laughs> I've been on the Facebook bandwagon for, for the better part of a decade. And I started my career blogging about Facebook, right? Which is, which is, um, the blog's no longer up, unfortunately, because there's some, <laughs> some, good, some good articles that in my mind, I'm like, oh, they were really good articles. They, they're probably terrible now if I look back at it. <laughs> so Facebook. Well, they're using like when you think about channels, you have Google, you have Facebook, you have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have LinkedIn, you have Twitter. And I'm not going to mention TikTok because I'm not on the TikTok train at all. <laughs> listen, I got my guy Raj Kazar, who I love. Yeah. Right? And he's, he's all in. And listen, I support all my clients' desire to explore their creative desires, right? Get out there and market new ways. And I love Raj. And Raj has always been on the cutting edge. Sometimes you're going to kiss a couple of frogs before you find a prince, right? <laughs> so he, he, you know, I won't get on TikTok. We'll talk about TikTok later. If you have listings, okay? If you have listings, one of the things that you can do is set up a Facebook lead ad. Mm -hmm. And the way you would do this is typically through a carousel lead ad. You want to focus on 
all the elements of a great Facebook ad, which is targeting. Facebook's targeting is not great because of the housing rules you got to do with like in a 15 mm-hmm. mile radius. So you got to qualify through co- copy, as I mentioned before, like focus on the area in which the property is so you don't get a yep. bunch of area leads. Mm-hmm. Number two, when you build a lead and you build that lead form, you know, we're seeing on our end here of a cost per lead of about $2 or $2.25 per lead. Okay. And it varies depending on the price range. But we're getting full name, full phone number, uh, accurate phone number, and uh, an email. But then you have an opportunity to ask an additional question. Yep. It's a really important part of it, right? Now, if you ask four questions, your conversion ratio is going to plummet. But if you ask one question, it can help your sales team follow up. Now, you could ask a question like, do you need to buy or do you need to sell before you buy? So you can yep. get some seller leads. You can ask a question like, what's your time frame? So you can help support <laughs> your buyer's agents. But you can ask a question there. But what you want to do is you want to set up these ads and run these campaigns to help drive leads for your team, but then also help support the sales function by qualifying these leads up front. So lead ads is a very effective way to run any type of listing promotion to generate high quality leads for a relatively low cost. Now, you should support that with something like YouTube pre-roll ads, which we're huge into right now. We're getting really excited about this. We're gearing up to launches for our clients. Like taking your listings and, and making sure those listings are represented in your local target demographic where people are looking for anything related to, to real estate or outside of it, right? Google, unlike Facebook, has some insanely powerful targeting options. They'll, t- they'll tell you anything and everything you want to know. Google does not have <laughs> the same scrutiny Facebook has. So you can really deliver the right message to the right person. So what we're seeing there on the YouTube side of things is we're seeing a cost per view of under two or three cents, right? We're seeing uh, the average wash time typically between like 60 to 70%. We're getting anywhere between like 20 to 30% of people to watch the entire two or three or four minute video. Compare that to Facebook video where the average watch time is like negative 10 seconds, Right. You realize the difference between like, okay, I can run a lead ad to help me promote my business to capture leads through Facebook, but then I can do a branding play with YouTube pre-roll ads to help me build awareness so people in my area see me as an innovative thought leading expert. Yep. So when it comes to listings, we're pushing really aggressively to double down and triple down on taking those listings and turn them into more listings. Don't just focus on the sale, focus on capturing new business through an effective and innovative marketing strategy. And how can I leverage this to continue to build and reinforce my brand? Exactly. Exactly. So so those are just a couple kind of off the cuff things that we're working on that we think a lot about that we use a curator that are really kind of the catalyst behind, you know, the reason we get such great results for our our customers. Well, super valuable, man. I think we have more than a few nuggets that you shared with us here. So super useful. One last question, parting question before we go. A lot of people will ask, and I'm curious too, what are some of your favorite books and resources that you lean on that have really kind of molded how you think today? Yeah. Well, I mentioned NFX. Like I, I have current ones that I'm following right now. Like um, I've jumped on the Pete Flint bandwagon. I just really think he's putting out exceptional content. Uh, my guy, Jason Lemkin from Saster. Let me paint a broader picture, Ricardo, for your audience. The best advice you're going to get about building a real estate business is going to come from outside this industry. Yep. And if you have that mindset, like, listen, there's a lot of experts in this space who do amazing work, who are truly, truly brilliant people. I think of my guy, Tom Ferry, right? Ben Kinney, people who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. But if you listen to these guys, you realize something very quickly. 
they don't get their information from inside the industry. They go outside <laughs> the industry, right? Yeah. Tom Ferry's, damn, Tom Ferry's interviewing, he's interviewing David Goggins and Chris Vaughn, <laughs> right? So he, he, I don't want to speak for Tom, but like what I've always admired about people like Tom and Ben and others in the space who I believe are, are, are just true innovators. And my guy, Mark Davidson and Brian Barrero mm-hmm. from, from Thousand Watt and Joel, these guys are just, I think, blue flame thinkers and Jessica Sweeney, who I love. When I think about um, these individuals, they're always looking for case studies and examples outside the industry. So from a yeah. broad stroke perspective, I think the more you can get outside of the real estate bubble, the better. Now, I mentioned a few people. I think NFX is doing great work. Jason Lemkin, founder of Saster, he's a brilliant mind. Des Trainer from Intercom, I follow yep. him. I love him. I think he's just truly a just next level thinker. My guy, Scott Galloway and Kara Swisher, they have a podcast called Pivot. Scott Galloway, to me, is one of the smartest minds and arguably the biggest, the best thought leader I've seen in marketing and branding outside of real estate. The guy is just amazing. So I think from a podcast perspective, I'm always looking for outside of the industry. I'm always looking for inspiration. What I'd say beyond that, though, when I think about, like, let's say, books I've read and things that really influenced my decisions, my guy, Andy Grove, he's the founder uh, or he's the CEO of Intel. There's actually two books I'm going to recommend for your audience that are going to change the way you think. I think will ultimately have an incredible impact on your business. High Output Management by Andy Grove. It is a a book about how to create efficiencies in your business and Mm -hmm. how to think about your business as more of an assembly line. And and Andy Grove is... is What he did at Intel was was truly remarkable. So High Output Management is a book. Short read, easy read. It's going to change the way you think about business. But... I will say there's one of the person who I read this past year, who I've read before, but I read this, I read another one of his books that that really changed the way I think. That's Jim Collins. And the book is called How the Mighty Fall. Hmm. And in his book, Jim Collins talks about how great companies go from being market leaders and iconic brands to becoming irrelevant. And Jim Collins, the author of Good to Great, for those of you who don't know, yep. one of the iconic classic business books. How the Mighty Fall profoundly changed the way I think about business to the point now where I have invested a tremendous amount of resources in consumer research. Whereas that wasn't something that was part of Curator's DNA in the past. We were a finger on the pulse, but we didn't really value research in, in the way that we do today. You know, we call sellers, Ricardo, like people who sell houses. We pick up the phone, call yeah. them. I call, I call, I talk to them. I say, hey, I'll hey, choose your real estate agent. I'll ask questions like, hey, I know this is a weird question, but real estate agents are always concerned about how to ask for a referral. What's the best way for them to ask for a referral? And I get the feedback, right? So Jim Collins and the book, How the Mighty Fall, changed the way I think about business, I think, forever. And I think it's... So those two books, those podcasts... Man, I can go on. We can spend an entire hour, <laughs> hour on this topic. But, but my general overarching advice for your... I have some closing thoughts for your audience here. But my general overarching advice is we got great people in this industry. Learn from them. You know, that's what you should do. But then yep. also expand your horizon outside. Don't get caught in the echo chamber, the bubble, the Kool-Aid drinking. It's easy to. It is easy to. And you know what? I will say this. For your audience in particular... The one thing that you, your audience needs to understand is that like, we got to stop caring about what other agents think about how we run our businesses. <laughs> I said this on our other podcast recently, and I mean it. Like Bill Gates did not care what Steve Jobs thought about how he ran Microsoft. <laughs> Elon Musk clearly does not care what anyone <laughs> thinks 
about what the hell he's doing over there. And Jeff Bezos doesn't care why anyone thinks about like so so this I in real estate because of the nature of it, Ricardo, there's way too much of this like we run our businesses to also like get approval from other real estate agents. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Who yep. cares? They don't pay the bills. Get yep. out there and do what you do best. Yeah, man. I'm just excited for the people who are out there doing doing good work, trying to do the right thing. But I, I'll, I'll leave your audiences with this last thing and let you wrap us. What's going to be required for anyone to survive this? This is, mm. this is universal. Is number one, you better get comfortable with making change. Yep. The way you ran the business in the past, it ain't going to be the way you're going to run the business in the future. 100%. Get over it, right? Stop complaining. Just like that's the reality we're in. Yep. Airbnb just laid off 1,900 people yesterday. Okay. Right. Like, just I'm thinking about when people come back to the Boston office, I'm thinking about like, I don't know if this would be a good morale booster or just, it would just like be a Genghis Khan move, but I was going to have all, <laughs> all the headlines of all the companies that got laid off. Right. And just have it like, as a, like I'm going to replace our posters of culture code and just have the press clippings of all the playoffs <laughs> just to remind everyone like what we're up against here. Yeah. Andy Grove has a famous quote, which is only the paranoid survive. Now, that <laughs> would be good for a day, but not every day. It might <laughs> but I was going to say the, the, for your audience, you know, you get a smart, sophisticated audience, people who listen to this podcast clearly they want to be on the cutting edge. Clearly, they want to stand out. Clearly, they want to do something differently. What I would say for your audience is, number one, things are going to be different. That's yep. obvious. Accept it. Number two, you're going to have to move left, then right, and then back left over again. You're going to have to keep kind of shifting your feet, right, based on sort of what you're reacting to. So you're going to have to be a lot more reactionary than you might want. You might don't, over, don't overthink it. Don't overthink that. But the third thing is, is that every crisis creates opportunities. Mm-hmm. And my favorite quote from Eric Reese, who is the uh, author of Lean Startup, he said, a crisis... It, the benefit or the unexpected benefit of a crisis is that it shines a light on the fact that we should make decisions on things that we should have made a lot decisions a long time ago, where mm-hmm. we should like, you can actually say, you know what, we should have done this a long time ago. And the crisis was just the catalyst that allowed us to make that decision. So buckle up. You know, this is going to be only the stronger to survive, um, <laughs> do things to the right way, no matter what the situation is. And, and, and man, like, it's going to be hard. Like, and, and that's what we signed up for. Yep. We did not get in this business because we, we were risk adverse. We did yep. not start a company because we were risk adverse. We started a company because we wanted to build something. Yep. And I have this feeling like, like if you're a leader right now, this is like a wake-up call. Guess what? Yep. This is your moment. Like what, you know, being a leader when things are going well, it's a pretty easy job. But being <laughs> a leader right now when things really are crumbling and falling apart and chaotic, like this is your opportunity. This is your moment. So yep. step up. Get ready, buckle up, put your hard hat on and get to work. Incredibly well said, man. And I say game on. (laughs) That's it, brother. All right. Well, hey, appreciate you having me on, Ricardo. It was a lot of fun and hopefully your audience has a lot of value out of it. Right on. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care, brother. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course 
on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time.